0: Are there too many apartments in my suburb? How much is too much? Guys, we're gonna be discussing this today. Stay tuned. Good
1: morning, Billy. Hello. How are you going this we're, morning? We're really good. I've got some really good news for the people out there. Um, us. Love Island season nine coming back on. Oh, no. Yeah. One of my favorite shows of the year. I'll be um, stuck to the TV again. I think that's shocking. <laughs> but I'm glad you're excited. Yeah. The, the, the boys in the office rinse me for it every year. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, anyway. everyone's got their own hobbies. <laughs> guys, today we're going to be talking about
0: are there too many apartments in my suburb? Um, A topic that I think is great for, especially with all the new development that's going up around Sydney uh, at the moment, actually something that's slowed down a little bit over the past couple of years, but um, due to COVID, but just speaking about sort of suburb by suburb um, and sort of debunking some myths and just going through some of the facts and figures in terms of a lot of suburbs around northern beaches, around greater areas of Sydney. Um, how much is too much in terms
1: of apartments going in? Yeah, it's a really interesting one because you compare somewhere like Dy, which is a bit unique for the Northern Beaches. Yeah. It holds a um, a high sort of density compared mm. to everywhere else. Yeah, um, it always seems to be like there's something going on in Dy. It is that you know it's, there's never or, or even when you feel like there's already enough apartments, they always find a way to sneak in another small block somewhere. Um, can I make a fun, let you know a fun fact about that and the reason
0: why I think it always feels that way? Yeah, go. Ahead. Majority, and I don't know if you guys pick this up as well, if you're Northern Beaches locals, but majority of the time when a new development goes up in DY, especially over the past sort of seven, eight years, majority of them have all been on the main road, all on Pittwater Road. So you look down the side streets of DY and there's all the older apartment blocks that are 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, 60 years old plus. Um, all the newer blocks, or majority of the newer blocks are all going up on the Road. So it's always in your face. There you go. When okay. you're driving through D1, you're not thinking about it. You're always like, oh,
1: there's always something construction going on. And yeah. I think that's a big part about playing. planes, exactly what you said there. And obviously in recent years, um, as you can imagine, a lot of these projects have been pushed out. Mm. Um, so it's not like they're going up um, in a week, and then you forget about them. Yeah. You know, they're often sitting there, often they're digging down into the ground before they go up. Mm. Um, so, this, you know, the scaffolding and, and the fencing around it, you know, as you said, it's in your face for a while. Exactly. Um, but to compare somewhere like DUI to somewhere slightly the west, um, we've got a, a few suburbs to look at as a comparison this morning. Mm. Um, it's really interesting to, yeah, I guess weigh up how much is too much. Yeah, exactly. And guys... We're gonna be talking about, I guess, newer development going up,
0: um, and then also, I guess, the residual stock sitting in a suburb. So for example, obviously being our core market, DY, in DY, there is give or take about 10,000 properties, 10,000 apartments, give or take. Um, now, that 10,000 for majority of or for the last sort of 40, 50 years, um, has sat around, give or take about 9,000-ish mark, for a very long time. We've had a lot of old development in DY and it's been similar like that for a very long time. Yeah. Now, only recently have we had quite a few newer developments going up. And this is a really key point that I guess is gonna be uh, the subject of some of these other suburbs as well. We've had a lot of new development coming in the DY and I've had a lot of conversations with clients over the past few years when they're going, Ooh, there's a lot of the new, the, these new apartment blocks going up is there going to be an oversupply is that going to ruin Dy's capital growth should i be concerned about buying in the suburb yeah um and what we found was there was new buildings like the osprey building the carlisle building the Meriton lighthouse building um, some other new buildings even going up behind our offices at the moment
1: mm.
0: um now guys to give you a little bit of context all these new buildings that are going up one building, the Meriton Lighthouse building, 360 apartments. The Osprey building, I think it's about 80 apartments. The Carlisle building, similar, 86 apartments. Guys, in total, we're talking about an increase of stock rounding up with the other buildings as well, of about 600, 700 apartments. Mm. It's not even 10% of the total amount of stock in the
1: suburb. No. Um, and that's, that's a big thing to make a note of there. Especially when they're not going up at the same time. Sometimes there's a bit of an overlap. Mm. Um, but you look at somewhere like... Um, you know, probably the most common sort of developments seem to sit around 80, 100 units. Mm. Um, Meriton's obviously been the biggest, sitting at closer to 350. Um, there's probably not going to be another Meriton for DY. No, that that's a very unique site. That was
0: the, the sort of the core side of DY, where the city centre was revolving around. I don't think we're
1: going to see anything to that scale again. So if you think, take mm. an average of 100 apartments for... sort of larger, more normal uh, developments in DY. Again, you're talking about stock levels that are not, on a percentage basis, not
0: huge. Exactly. And the proof is in the numbers. So guys, we we were very fortunate enough to be able to sell a lot of these um, projects off the plan and they moved very, very quick. So when we notice a a suburb is in oversupply of apartments, um, it tends to be when these newer projects are coming on, they're lasting a very long time. They're struggling to sell out. Yeah. And because that, it's reflective in the um, in the suburbs' capital growth. Um, so there's too many apartments. People aren't paying it. Um, vendors have to discount their prices. These new apartments will seem like hotcakes. Um, and once they're all sold out, we have the standard turnover in the suburb now as well. And on a topic that we covered on, uh, I think it was yesterday, sorry, um, we noticed that capital growth in DY was still performing very, very strongly for apartments,
1: similar to all these other northern beaches suburbs that haven't had major new developments. Yeah. Another really interesting thing um, I think it's important to note is vendors that are on the market, mm-hmm. they're looking at some of these new developments going up or, or even, as, as Michael referenced, the building behind us, for example, which had mm-hmm. sold off the plan um, quite probably even close to 12 months ago, 18 Mm. months ago, it was fully sold. Mm -hmm. Um, And vendors on the market saying, is that, you know, new build still going to affect my price, you know, selling today? Mm. And realistically, you're only competing with um, properties that are exchanging now, not on the market now. now. So um, at the moment in DUI, I I can definitely think of just one um, Mm. development that's actually people are ex- exchanging on. So, you know, putting pen to paper on sale mm. prices. Yeah. The rest are all pretty much sold. Mm. And, um, you know, once they're sold, it, it's stock that slowly trickles in. Yeah. Um, but you're not sort of too concerned about, Yeah. Uh, you know, past that point. Exactly. So, guys,
0: to give a little bit of context, the time for concern is when, well, this is in my opinion anyway, when a suburb is going up, with the amount of units drastically so in terms of percentages, where you've got a unit that had, some that had 1,000 apartments and it goes from 1,000 to 2,000, 100% increase, 2,000 to 4,000. Um, and we have seen some of these areas around Sydney where we have had these massive glut of new properties coming onto the market. Yes. Um, and that oversupplied there, I think, is where we go, obviously, to the into the heading there how much is too much where it is a bit of a concern, even some of the banks with the lending, they make a note against some, some suburbs as well. Um, and Billy was actually looking up some suburbs for some areas um, to give a bit of information regarding it.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna roll 10 quick suburbs mm. off the top of the list. Um, obviously, these are still great, great suburbs, don't get us wrong, but um, have been picked up as just potential danger zones uh purely based on oversupply. Mm. Um, so, Schofield, Gosford, Rouse Hill, Zetland, Liverpool, Epping, Burwood, mm-hmm. um, were 10 there. Um, and then another, another interesting thing to look at is the suburbs with a high um, unit-to-house ratio. Mm. So, you look at some of the inner-west suburbs, um, their unit population, so yeah, I guess your unit ratio is significantly higher than um, homes. Yeah. Um, whereas, if you pull it back to something like Northern Beaches, we found it's sort of 50% less. Mm.
0: And, guys, it seems to be reflective in some of the capital growth as well. And we're not necessarily saying these areas are good or bad to purchase in, but it's more just, I guess, part of today's topic, talking about the supply going. going, how many, how much is too much? Yeah. And with some of these um, suburbs, it's reflective in the numbers. So, what we found was DY's capital growth, as we said, was pretty much within 10% very similar to a lot of other suburbs around the Northern beaches in terms of capital growth. Some of these other suburbs that were mentioned then, I was looking up the numbers
1: before. So it was about 90% over, 80, 90% over 10 years. Correct, yeah, that was pretty pretty much anywhere on the Northern beaches. Correct. Now, some of these other suburbs we were looking up,
0: their unit growth over the past 10 years, one of them was as low as 16%. Um, other ones are sort of sitting sort of 40 50%. Yeah. So we're talking as an average close to half of what the growth was experienced around the northern beaches. Now, that is not purely just based on supply. There's so many other factors at play there as well, demand, where people want to live and so forth as well. Um, but I definitely think it is one of those, one of the probably the largest factors that definitely would have an effect on it. Yes. Is the amount of units that are going up relative to the amount of people that are ready to buy there. An existing stock. Yeah, yeah exactly and with the, with the suburb that i guess has already got high existing stock levels has that history of that turnover such as somewhere like dy it's good because there's a historical data there you know that it can perform with it yeah when somewhere's new and it has a lot of units it probably will become somewhere that's great in terms of but initially there is that glut the market has to make it up somehow um and it, it normally means people have to discount those prices initially Um, just to make sure they're all sold, and then you get that standard turnover
1: afterwards. Yeah, I mean, even from an investment point of view, as Mark said, there's a lot of things to consider and look at. Vacancy rates is probably another good one to have a look at. Mm -hmm. If there's an existing um, higher percentage in vacancy rates, chances are, you know, a new development is gonna struggle a little bit Mm -hmm. um, to begin with. Um, No doubt about it, there's some great up and coming areas, um, you know, outside of the Northern Beaches, definitely worth having a look at. Um, You know, even Luke mentioned a couple there that probably, I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm not so familiar with. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with those areas as well. But
0: I see it as a little bit of opportunistic as well. Because sometimes if you think a suburb has good fundamentals in terms of why you want to buy there and you go, yes, there's an oversupply at the moment. I'm buying for the long term. I'm happy now that there's an oversupply because I'm going to buy when there's a glut. I'm going to buy at a discounted price a great apartment. Mm. But I know in 10, 20 years' time, this is going to be where people want to live and it's going to make me good capital growth. So it can be opportunistic as well, um, even from the buying side or even on the renting side. I know some of these places where they have a lot of rental properties on the market, as someone that's renting the property, you're not really too fussed if it's going up in value or not. Yeah. And you get to pick up an amazing property, live in something that's brand new, absolutely stunning for pennies on the dollar compared to some other suburbs as well. Yeah. So there's opportunity out there.
1: That's true. Mm. I think that's, uh, been quite a short sharp
0: yeah this morning so guys yeah what we really just wanted to cover was i guess debunking some of the myths in terms of because a lot of people i guess like billy there exactly what he said at the beginning oh there seems to be a lot of development going on in dy going through and actually understanding what is going on below the surface understand the supply and demand of it as well um and what you see on fast Valley is not necessarily what you get understand why you're buying, understand the suburb as well, look at the numbers, speak to the local real estate agent there, and it should give you a bit of a better idea. That's it. Awesome. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a great morning. Cheers.